Well, howdy y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Once Upon a Time in Texas. This is episode number 29. <clears throat> so, this is a little interesting and different episode. Uh, I don't know how many of y'all listen to Mike Rowe um, of Dirty Jobs fame, <clears throat> but I, I watch Dirty Jobs. I, uh, I like Mike Rowe. He's a fellow Eagle Scout. He's just got a lot of cool stuff, and he's got a cool podcast called The Way I Heard It. However, originally he was going to call it People You Should Know. And so the idea was he was going to search the world over to find people that he really felt like, you know, the rest of the country, the rest of the world should know. And so he talks about that occasionally, and they ended up going with uh, The Way I Heard It, but... Originally, he was going to call his podcast People You Should Know. And so I, I liked the idea, of course, because I like just about everything Mike Rowe does. And so uh, anyway, it was about a month or six weeks ago that a, a friend of mine that I'd met through uh, the American Legion. <clears throat> I am not a veteran, um, but I am a son of a veteran. And I joined the Sons of the American Revolution. Oh, I'm sorry the uh oh sons of the american legion goodness gracious i am in the sons of the american revolution too which is kind of a cool different thing but anyway so the sons of the american uh american legion good lord i couldn't get that out <clears throat> anyway so i met this guy through there and then you know just a couple of weeks later he shows up and he joins our rotary club and uh you know, I've run into him several times doing some service projects and stuff around town. And without giving too much away, I'll just say that he really is a, a just a outstanding person. And so he said, hey, Mike, I'm really digging the podcast. I would love to love to come be on your podcast. And I said, well, I've only had a couple of people on my podcast. And, you know, one was my former broker um, that I did mortgages with. And she and I are still friends, very much so. And she comes from uh, California originally. And so we had some conversations there. And then the second guest was my son. And I said, well, I've just had a couple of guests on. But, I mean, you know, if you want to come, if you want to come, we'll figure out something. He said, yeah, I think I do. And so we set the date and he's coming right here to the studio. And by studio, I mean my kitchen <laughs> where the computer is. So he's going to be here in just a few minutes, and, and I wanted to go ahead and get this thing started. And so we've got a rich history here in Texas, and, and certainly this guy is a part of it, and I'll introduce you to him here in just a short. But before we head out together, of course, I want to mention our sponsor, which is me, an American mortgage company. I know there are lots of people moving to and in Texas, and I know a lot of y'all out there do too, so let me help them out. I am an independent mortgage loan originator working with American Mortgage Company. We help people finance their dream homes right here in the great state of Texas. I know I educated y'all a little bit before, but uh, yeah, I mean, being an independent mortgage loan originator is a lot of fun. Get to meet a lot of good people and really help people get into homes. So, of course, most folks can't pay cash for a home. They just don't have that much in the bank, so they have to get mortgages. And uh, that's not always a fun process. So you know what? If you're going to work with somebody, you might as well work with somebody like me, who's at least a little entertaining 
and really tries to make that process faster, cheaper, easier, and somewhat entertaining. So if you know people out there, tell them to check me out, send them over my way to themichaelmitchell.com. That's T-H-E, michaelmitchell.com. Like I said, let me help them out. And remember, of course, when you work with me, I sell dreams, not mortgages. So here pretty soon, uh, Michael's going to be here at uh, Studio 1A in Mitchell Center, Wichita Falls Center. I don't know. Trying to make it sound like Studio 1A at Rockefeller Center. Anyway, he's going to be here in a short, and uh, we're just going to chat some. So yeah, I'll be right back with Michael. All right, folks. Well, how you doing? Michael Battalino is here. You said the uh, G is silent. The G correct? is silent because the uh, G is silent. Real G's moving silence like lasagna. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you know, you're you're a guy. We were just sitting here talking. You've been here for fourteen years. Fourteen years. And so, and I I hadn't met you before, which is kind of odd for around this area. And so, you know, I kind of know everybody from here to Kingdom Come. And if I don't know them, I know somebody that knows somebody that. And so uh, you kind of floated into my life, I guess, what, three, four months ago? Something like that? Oh, I think it's been almost a year. Because I, I came really? to... Yeah. So one of the first Legion meetings that I went to, you came and talk about, talked about us sponsoring the Boy Scouts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah was that's the, correct. That, so that was the first time that I met you. I feel like... That was mid twenty two, or maybe like fall twenty two. It would, yeah, fall yeah. twenty two. Yeah, that was Absolutely. the first. Yeah, yep. And then I saw, I didn't see you at Rotary until just a handful of months ago at General Rotary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, you were kind of yeah. this this tall, dark, handsome, hunky guy, and and I'm sure you thought the same thing about me, no doubt. Much better. You get a much better beard. <laughs> you I got could, a pretty good beard yourself, though. I man. couldn't That's, pull that off, though. I could not. You don't think so? I do not. I think you could. You give it a good. I shot. would get uh, one of the reasons. So my beard would used to be probably six inches longer. Yeah. And the reason it's not is I was doing axle clean and press one day and I caught my beard and it pulled me down and I almost face planted on top of the axle because I pulled it so hard and I immediately went inside and trimmed my beard down. Axle clean and press being a, uh, yeah. a weightlifting thing. Yeah, a straw man thing. Yep. So I was okay, training for a straw man comp. All right. yep. I hear axle clean and press. I'm thinking... Oh, oh no, no. There were no cars involved. <laughs> no... No... Uh, King Ranch F350s were uh, were damaged. We're, we're oh, good. Not. Okay, good. We're good. We're good. So the yeah. reason I wanted you on this podcast is I, number one, you just you seem like an interesting guy, and uh, of course I told you my motivation um, is Mike Rowe. The way I heard it, he talked about originally it was going to be people you should know, mm-hmm. and I thought that's a cool idea. I know a lot of people around here, and anyway, like I said, you just floated in. You're actually the third person that's been on my podcast. Um, my first one, which I told my literally fives of loyal listeners. There's a few more than that. But Ten, tens? Yeah, tens. At least hundreds, tens. Hundreds. At least tens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I told them, uh, you know, my first podcast where I had somebody on was uh, uh, my broker. She's from California, so we talked about Texan terms and things. And then, of course, the second one, which you mentioned, was my son. You know, he was on, and he had a good time. He wants to do another. But I just, I like the idea of having people on that people should know. And you have just kind of floated out there recently, um, from what I can tell, that you you really have the servant the servant leader's heart, I guess. And uh, so let's just start off. Like, where are you from? How did you land here in the great state of Texas? All right. Yeah. yeah. So 
I am originally from Avon, Connecticut. And, uh, you know, when I left Avon, it was to go to, to England, to RAF Lakenheath. So I've been from Connecticut to England to Texas, which are very, very different places. <laughs> right. Yeah, very different. Uh, so I actually just recently visited Connecticut, and I love growing up there. Beautiful seasons, but uh, it wasn't until I moved to Texas that I really felt like I was home. So, so the first... Almost 19 years of my life, I grew up in Avon, Connecticut, uh, two phenomenal parents and a brother that I'm still very close with, uh, and it was in 2005 where I, you know, I'd been out of high school about six months, and my dad was like, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, uh, this, con this construction thing really isn't working out, so how about I join the military? And he goes, yep. But you're not joining the army because he was in the army in Vietnam. All right, My grandfather enough. was in the Navy in World War II, and uh, he wanted me to join the Air Force. So not only could I serve my country, but I could also get my education, and that was something he really wanted. He he said you need to go to school, but I also think you need to serve your country and you need a purpose. Done. So I went to the recruiter. I walked in. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna join the Air Force. And he's like, God, okay, you know, we'll watch videos. I was like, just give me some papers. How soon can <laughs> I go? I had to be the easiest recruit for I don't know how long. I bet you he was just popping champagne after a go. I don't know how we got that guy. <laughs> but I really, I saw my buddy, he had a pin on that said, I just joined the Air Force. And I was like, I should probably do that. Uh, and I did. And uh, I got into the delayed enlistment program. So, you know, my mom cried for an extended period of time but about <laughs> right. five months later I shipped out in March of 2005 to San Antonio to go through basic training and like everyone that first night in basic training you're like oh my god what did I get yeah, into what did I do? but uh, by the end of basic training I'd really embraced being in the military I got picked up to be an F-15 tactical aircraft maintainer which for someone that wasn't particularly mechanically inclined and I say particularly I wasn't mechanically inclined at all I changed my oil oh, wow. and that was about it Dang, and okay. I'm like tactical. I was like, "What is this?" Like, "Oh, you work on planes." I'm like, "Oh, no, 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 no!" My recruiter said I'd be a civil engineer, and he goes, "Well, your recruiter was wrong, or he lied to you." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." Uh, so I left at ba I left basic training, and I came up to Wichita Falls, Texas, Shepard Air Force Base, where we are today. And that was back in 2005. So I went through my text. So wait, hold on. Oh yeah, yeah. You left basic training, yeah. came to Wichita came Falls, Wichita Falls, mm -hmm. and stayed. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Sorry. No. So I went through. I went through training. Right. I went through okay. my tech school. Um, and in August of 2005, I, I went to my follow-on training in Florida. The week that Katrina, Hurricane Katrina hit. Oh, good times. Yeah. So that was wild. Uh, and then once I finished that training, I shipped off to RAF, RAF Lake and Heath, United Kingdom, and I spent the next four years of my life uh, in the UK. But I really spent less than that there because I was in Qatar. Israel, Afghanistan, Germany, Romania, just a variety of different countries doing different uh, temporary duties and deployments and really figuring out what service was all about and embracing okay. the concepts of being an airman, figuring <coughs> out, really figuring life out, right? And seeing that it, it's much less about me, much more about we. And, you, you know, we talked a little bit before we started about you know, servant leadership, having a servant mentality. And Absolutely. that's where I really started to cultivate that. And I am very, very fortunate that I had a series of exceptional mentors and we could do 
several podcasts about the people you should know about each of those okay, individuals enough. and how important they were in my development. Because <clears throat> while I was at while I was at Lake and Heath from 05 to 09, uh, my dad got sick. So my dad was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. Okay. And that was, he was 57 or 58, somewhere in that range. And he had started to have some health issues. <clears throat> he had a lot of health issues throughout his life. But right. he really started to get bad when I was in England. And uh, he got that diagnosis. And then from the last real conversation I had with my dad was at the end of 2007. Uh, after we spent the uh, the evening waiting for a Wii in the parking lot of Best Buy, right? And that was just something my dad and I always liked to do is wait overnight for video games, like in a parking lot, be the first person in line. That was just my dad and I's thing. Right. And we did that. We had this great conversation about life, um, philosophy, all these different things, right? And that was the last conversation I really had with him because after that, his mind was really, you know, degrading quickly uh, and then he didn't pass away for another 10 years. So it wasn't, wasn't until 2017 that he passed away, but I really, I wasn't able to get the, the mentorship that I really wanted from him, uh, because of his medical condition. Right. Because That's of the right, Alzheimer's. Man. So I had all these other mentors that were just, uh, kind of like father figures to me, uh, that really, for whatever reason, just took me out of their wing. They're like, come on. And I'm, uh, I like my mom wouldn't agree with this, but I like to I, I like to think that I'm I'm pretty moldable and I listen well, and maybe my wife wouldn't agree with that. <laughs> However, okay, yeah, mom, so, mom wouldn't want me either. But the the mentors that I had were like Mike. If you want to be successful, live your values and do this, this, and this. Okay, so I would I would go do those things, and then I come back and like, all right, what do I do next? And that really served me very well because the mentors, the the people that I surrounded myself with, I looked up to. Um, they, they, they cared for me, but they also gave me that honest feedback when I needed it. And, yeah, they really set me up for a tremendous amount of success because of, um, because of them being in my life. So in 2009, after my last deployment to Afghanistan, I had promoted to staff sergeant, so I had the opportunity to become a teacher. So I applied to become an instructor at Shepherd Air Force Base because that's what, something I always wanted to do was teach. So right, I put fair. the package in. And I called like every other day, like, hey, just making sure did you get that email. Uh, <laughs> right. And like, this dude will not stop calling us. Well, it worked because eventually they said, yeah, you got your assignment. You're coming to, to Shepherd at the end of 2009. So they're like, so, Jesus, we were tired of you calling us. Absolutely. Just show you know up. what? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Hey, that's, right? hey, whatever absolutely. it takes, right? Yeah. It takes what it takes. Yeah. Uh, so I got to Shepherd, started teaching, taught for, taught for several years. Really, really enjoyed that. It's tough because my very first class, I don't know that they're my favorite, but they're very close. But that first class that I had, I still kind of keep in touch with some of those students. Right. Because they've done very, very well in their careers. But they also, you know, I would teach my students, I would pour into them, but I, they would teach me as much as I would teach them. Sure. Right. So it was, uh, it was really special to be a part of that for the three years that I taught on active duty. I taught at 15s and then as a civil servant. I taught another three years of KC-135 crew chiefs, but okay. I taught from 2009 to 2012, and I spent some time my last year on active duty as a, as a unit training manager for uh, for the training squadron I was in, and I had this exceptional mentor, another another gentleman, his name's Daryl Rude, and I went to his office one day, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. He's like, what? Well, you know, I, I promoted, and... I have an opportunity to, you know, move on to another assignment, but 
and I met this girl, and she's uh, not all about moving. I mean, Crystal, my <laughs> right. wife now, is from Burke Burnett. And okay. Crystal was like, well, if you're going to go to Korea, it's been nice knowing you, but... And I told Daryl, I said, look, I really, I want to stay with her, but she's not ready to move, and, you know, what, what do I do? And he goes, well, you can separate from active duty and buy your time back and start civil service. I was like, I have no idea what any of those words mean that you just said. So Daryl helped show me the way of... I'd be able to separate from active duty, hang up the uniform, grow a beard, and then still raise my right hand, support and defend the Constitution of the United States, but do it at, at this time as a civilian airman, right? Right. So I finished active duty one day, and the next day I was a, a GS on base civil servant, and uh, that is what I've been doing for the past almost 10 years, coming up on 10 years civil service. So I taught for a few years, uh, then I spent some time as a curriculum developer, then I had this kind of interesting stint as the community support coordinator for the installation. Now, the name is a little bit of a misnomer because you would think I would be supporting like the, the yeah. off-base community, right? Absolutely. But it was, it was supporting the base community and working on quality of life issues for airmen and their families. Okay. And that was really, really formative for me to understand what military families go through, what moving every two or three years does to uh, relationships, to kids... Uh, financially, all those different things that happen when a military family. That is family tough. I mean, we had a lot that came in and out of the Boy Scouts that it's, way, and it's it's, it's, it's you a make lot. good friends, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, these are great volunteers. It's as a soon lot. as you get them all trained in, then they're gone, and it's, it's like, man, yeah. Uh, so I spent some time as a community support coordinator. Then I went back to training and education. Uh, I oversaw the transition in, in one of our schoolhouses from. Towards competency-based training, which is a methodology, a newer methodology that a lot of our, our training is going to. Uh, so oversaw that implementation, and then just recently was fortunate enough to get promoted, and uh, now I'm over uh, as the chief of faculty development. So our, our team trains the trainers, uh, and really, really very blessed to be able to have my dream job and get to do uh, exactly what I want to be doing. And in the meantime, the Air Force, uh, you know, helped pay for my education. So. You know, I finished my master's, then I went back to school, I got my doctorate in education, and I finished that. Oh, that's that. right, I yeah. forgot, you are a doctor. I, fin- I finished that in 2021, so I, it was something I always wanted to do, and I told my dad before he died that I was going to do it, so I did it, I finished Stuck that. To it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of uh, what, what happened on base, and just really, really grateful that I'm able to continue to serve uh, the... You know, it, it kind of stinks sometimes when you get really close with the military members and then they leave. But a, a lot of us civil service folk were out there for a long time, so you can develop a lot of close relationships. Absolutely, and keep, yeah. keep the mission going. So, but there was a you know you mentioned earlier, and I've been here 14 years, and how do I ne- how did I never run into you? Well, I mean, honestly, for the first about eight years, I just did I did a lot of things on base, right? So I would help with with off-base events where they said, hey, you know, we need some volunteers over here at the MPEC, we're doing the Pancake Festival, things like that. Sure, yeah. But that was, right, that was the extent of, you know, I go over here, I help out, you know, you can help out over here at the food bank, the different things that we'd be involved in. But in 2017, I had the opportunity to go through leadership, which still falls. So I went through leadership, and that just just completely opened up my aperture and I'm like, wow, there's you know, so much going on here. It's interesting you mentioned that. Yeah. I, I've actually wanted to do that for years and it's just never been the right opportunity. I, I wanted to do it when I worked for the Boy Scouts. Yeah. I was, I was the Boy Scout guy here for a decade yeah. and I, I really wanted to do it and pretty much Scout execs said, man, great program, Yeah. but I just don't know that I can let you go that long. Yeah. You know, because I mean, it is a time commitment, stuff like that. And so I've, 
I've thought a lot about it over the years. I don't know. Maybe my time is coming, but uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Oh, you. no, we're here to talk about you. So I would say, <laughs> so our, our applications are open soon Are they uh, okay. for the class of 2024. So you could, you could join the class and start in January, and then you're really looking at January through May, beginning of May, some Tuesday evenings, a few nights a month, and then probably one Tuesday a month, the full day, and then you're looking at maybe a Saturday a month. So it's it is a time commitment, but it's not. If you break it down, if you kind of chunk it up, and you're like, all right, <clears throat> I can. It's manageable, and it, right. it's very fulfilling, and the networking that you get from it, and the and the uh, the things that you know a lot more about the community than I did when I went through that program, right? So you would know more. But I, I will tell you, I bet you there's still some programs that you're like, whoa, this has been here for 45 years. It's oh, I have crazy. No doubt. Yeah. Even like Faith Mission, we heard at Rotary yes. today. Yes. Fantastic mission that they're doing. Incredible. I had no idea they've been around since 1958. I don't know. It was crazy. And, and the fact that they put so many people up in beds, they, what was it, something crazy, like a hundred and something thousand meals? Yeah, that was, a, yeah, year, it was, it was something like a, yeah, smoke. six digits. Yeah. Well, was, oh, no, yeah. it's not in here. It's still in my truck. But yeah. yeah, they, pretty incredible stuff. We really have an incredible population of people here yeah. in Wichita, just North Texas, really. Well, yes. Texas as a whole, you know, of course. Yeah. But, man, I just feel like we're a great community. But So, all right, so you did leadership with yep. Falls. Went through leadership. And yep. so you learned all kinds of good things, mm-hmm. you know, above and beyond what you learned in the military, which yep. is obviously mostly great leadership, I would hope. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, But you learn just as much from the leaders that you enjoy serving under as the leaders that you uh, do not enjoy as much. Serving. So, yeah. so let me ask you this. Then. Yeah, so yeah. what? You're running for city council, uh-huh. place mm-hmm. four, district four? District four. Mm-hmm. All right. And so you're running against another friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and both y'all are just equally spectacular guys. But So what in, what has inspired you to do that? Because that's, that's almost kind of an unwanted job. And, you know, what most people say, oh, man, do you really want that kind of target on your back? So sure. what what drew you to doing something like that? Yeah, it's kind of a, a wild time to enter the political arena, right? Sure. Well, I'll give you the 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 sort of the, the events and how they played out. So I went through leadership in 2017, and then I got more involved with what leadership did. Uh, we had, you know, I, I served as the community support coordinator for those few years from 18 to 21, and just really learned what military families go through and how to how to support them. Sure. Also, also civilians, but really. Uh, I just learned so much about uh, what it takes to serve, and I found that there are sometimes some disconnects uh, between you know what happens on base and what happens in, in Wichita Falls proper. Absolutely. And I would like to deepen deepen that. And connection we love as our much base. Absolutely, we love our base. Absolutely. We love our military yeah. men and women. But here's what Lots I think we support. can. Do. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, here's right. what I think we can do. I think we can we can find ways, creative ways. At maybe no or minimal cost to just be more welcoming to those new families as they come in Absolutely. to let them know I that agree. hey here are all the things you could have been involved you can be involved in while you're here so yes you might be here for just two to four years but when you're here your family right Absolutely. what is that is that uh who says when you're here is that Olive Garden I feel like I it's think all, so. I, I think, think it, it is. It's all those Italian figures. Garden. When you're here, you're family. But really, right? One. So they come here, and you, you kind of get this this welcome letter or whatever it is, gift basket. I don't know, but it lists all these things out, and you go, "This is everything you can do in Wichita Falls." Because when you really break it down, there is a ton to do here, and I'm sure you 
you either roll your eyes or you go, oh, come on. When people go, there's nothing to do here. There is so much to do here. Oh, well, I will say there's a lot more than when I was a kid. We Sure. We moved sure. to Henrietta yeah. in, in 1990, yeah. 91, somewhere yeah. in there. And, yeah, I mean, from then until now, man, we got a ton more stuff to do. It's exciting. Yeah, I've only run into a very few people. Um, one guy just hated Texas from the get-go. Yeah. He just... God, he never wanted to be placed in Texas, and then he got stationed here, and he just complained about it the whole time he was in the Scouts, and he just, he couldn't, I mean, he couldn't get out of here fast enough. And he's still a friend of mine on Facebook. I still talk to him. He was a military member, but hey, he wasn't from here, and he just thought, you know, really, Texas just too big for its britches. But one of the best compliments he ever paid was, you know what? I've never met a nicer bunch of people than here. Yeah, And I Absolutely. was like, wow, okay, cool, like, that's, you know, so you're going to stay? And he's like, hell no, I'm going to Colorado. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. But, you know, so, all right, so city council. What, yeah. So let's go to that. Yep. What what grabbed you about that, though? Other, so, other no, I'll tell you exactly what happened. So, all right. Uh, finished my term as the, you know, as the community support coordinator. And then I met with one of my mentors that's a former city, city council member. All right. And I, I kind of broke down my career and what I had done. And he's like, Mike, you know, you for in terms of development on base, you really you're you're doing the right things. You just sometimes jobs need to open, right? Uh, but there are no opportunities right now. And he looked at his picture of Wichita Falls that he had on his wall. And he goes, "But you could serve on city council." And I'm like, "Going to politics? What are you crazy?" Right. And here I am, three years later, going, "I guess I'm crazy." But <laughs> you are right. A so bit. touch of crazy. Why not? So he said that, and he goes, "Well, you know the mayor." Visit with the mayor and ask him his perspective on, on serving on a council. Because he served on, uh, Mayor Santiana served on a council, and then he became the mayor. Sure. Well, the reason that I got to know the mayor is because I coached his son a little bit in powerlifting. Now, okay. I'll, I'll, gi- I'll give him a hard time because he hasn't been lifting in a while. And every time I see him, I'm like, did you, where did your gains go? You know, the right. ones that, because uh, <laughs> right. he, was, he was strong. And I'm like. And I just, once I got, I mean, we could talk forever about strength sports, but once I got under a barbell, I was like, this is what I want forever. Right. You know? and, and I really feel pretty strongly that in my casket, they're going to, the, there's going to be a barbell in there. Gotcha. So, okay, yeah, that's absolutely. fair. Absolutely. So, uh, so how do you feel about the race thus far? When, and, and pardon me for my ignorance, I try yeah, not to pay yeah. a lot of attention to politics. Yeah. Of course, we got all the presidential crap that's yeah. coming up. But, I mean, city council's a big deal. The one theme that I get here locally is that we need some changes. And and I think, and again, not getting political on it, but we need some changes. And, I mean, how do you feel like the race is going so far? Do you feel like people are actively engaged? Are they interested? Uh, In the race, it's hard. It's tough to say. Because I'd say it's it's sort of still in its infancy where, you know, uh, I've declared, two opponents have declared, and... We have to wait until the end of the filing period, which we are getting close. I mean, we've only got another about a week and a half until the filing okay. period closes. And then I, I wouldn't anticipate anyone else throw their hand in the ring, but it could happen. So Fair. after that, you know, there'll be some opportunities where we go in front of different organizations and we all get to talk about our perspective on things. And I will just tell you that the, from what I know, the three of us just have very different experiences and perspectives. Uh, I've worked with, you know, you talked about Sam. I, I went through leadership Wichita Falls with Sam in 2017. Right. So yeah, so I, I've got to know Sam, and, and Sam's a good man. Uh, and I, I don't know Kevin Hunter. Uh, I know that he's run for things before, but but I don't know him. So I look forward to us all 
getting the same question and then being able to share our perspective on on what those things are. But my experience has been different, right? So I came up uh, in the military environment and I've been out here for 14 years learning what, you know, what, uh, how airmen feel about Wichita Falls sometimes, you know, I I get that perspective. Uh, And then I've also been fortunate enough to serve on different, uh, different committees and boards throughout the city. So serving on leadership Wichita Falls, Lake Wichita Revitalization Committee, Parks and Recreation Board, now the American Legion, Post 169 Executive Committee. Shout out to Post 169, Thomas Fowler. Thomas Uh, Fowler Post, which are great. We'll do a little segue right there. So it was, what, about a year, year and a half ago, we were looking for a new home for our female Boy Scout troop. And uh, we had met uh, Chuck and Michael Kurtz Mm -hmm. out at Harley-Davidson. I'd taken my kids out to sell blue and gold sausage. And they said, hey, there's some old grizzled veterans out there, and they like they like the swine, so you ought to go sell to them. And so we went out there, and, and they said, Mike, this was about two and a half, three years ago. Hey, we want a youth program. Why don't you come out? And I was like, oh, you know, we're at, we're at a local Methodist church. We're yeah. good. Yeah. Lots of things have happened with Methodist church. Not going not gonna to talk bad sure. about them, what they're doing. They've just got a lot going on right now, and... Anyway, we we decided to maybe go pursue a different uh, uh, a different avenue, and for the most part, y'all were just welcome, just open arms to us. Uh, there was one guy, as funny Bill, who's who's in the Legion. He's an old uh, Army guy, um, artillery. Yeah. He'd been to Vietnam. He's kind oh, of oh no, I, okay, no, yeah, I, you I know exactly yep, who Bill, I'm talking yep, about. Yep, yep, yep. But anyway, so he was such a pain in the butt when I was when I was proposing us moving over there he had 800 questions and you know what about this what about that and i'm like this guy needs to shut up (laughs) and and so i was like man he's kind of ruining my deal here uh turns out he's very involved with northwest texas field and stream and my Mm -hmm. kids go shoot out there Mm -hmm. and so for as big a pain in the butt bill was in the beginning yeah he's really turned out to be a pretty good friend he just i mean people of all things he throws an ar-15 at me at the last meeting and says, here, your daughter needs to shoot this in the next competition. Wow. And I was like, man, I mean, you know, do I need to rent it from you? Do I need, he goes, just don't lose it. Like I want it back. Like, (laughs) you know, yeah. yeah. You just don't normally go throwing guns and rifles around to people, but he did. He's like, Hey, it's here in the back of the truck here, you know, take it. And uh, I mean, it's probably an expensive gun. Sure. That's uh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But oh man, I, the Legion has just been great. Anyway, you're, you are involved in a great, great organization there. Uh, I was never a veteran, but I will tell you, I've been welcomed in out there um, like I was, and I make mm-hmm. it, you know, I make it very clear that I'm not a veteran. I don't understand some of the stuff that y'all have been through or seen, especially overseas. I don't even pretend to know that, but I do know service, yeah. and I'll tell you what, man, that legion there is Absolutely. just amazing, absolutely amazing. And- so. Talk to me about Rotary and Kiwanis then. Well, let me let's, let me back up a little okay. bit and answer because you asked me a couple of questions. I still haven't answered. All right, sorry. So the council thing I got interested in because the mayor told me we're launching this Wichita Falls Citizens Academy, different than the Citizens Police Academy, but the Citizens Academy, which I'm signed up for for next year. I just got on the list. Yeah, nice. I did. I, it's, it looked cool. It's awesome. I didn't okay. even know about it until recently. I didn't know about it until two weeks before it started. So I went and learned about all of the departments in the city, went to a council meeting, listened to the city manager, listened to the city attorney, and I'm like, 
I got I got to be a part of this. Sure. And I okay. felt a uh, a fire burning in me like I hadn't felt since I enlisted in the Air Force. I got that. That's how inspired I was to be a part of this. And wow. I went home after the Citizens Academy, and I I kind of looked at Crystal. I was like, Hey, uh, you know, and she's been with me not long enough at this point. So we've been married eight years. We've been together for twelve, and she's like. You're really going to do this? I'm like, yeah. Like when the time comes, uh, when the um, when opportunity comes knocking, like I'm going for it. And you know, it, it was this year when uh, Councilman Brewer decided that he was not going to run for his third term, and okay. he, he let me know that. And I immediately got it going. Right? I didn't know I was going to have any opponents, but I started kind of building up my core group of people that I wanted to surround myself with that have similar values. And I said, hey, you know, I need your help uh, to do this. And, gosh, the reason, all right, so I've got this, uh, this bracelet, this steel bracelet, right? So it's, uh, it's, from, it's in honor of First Lieutenant Travis Mannion, who was, who was killed in April 29th, 2007. And he was killed in action. And it says, if not me, then who? And that was, his, that was the phrase that he lived by. And the wow. reason that he lived by that, well, well the reason that that kind of become, became famous for him is, he was at a uh, football game in between deployments. Right. And one of his family members, you know, they're walking up the stands and it's like, man, you know, there are there are a lot of other men and women that can serve, that can go over. And, you know, why do you got to go back? And he goes, if not me, then who? Uh, and that's the mentality that I have. I, um, I get that it's a challenging time to enter politics. I get that... Not everyone is going to be positive, but that doesn't mean that ultimately it's not worth it to serve the citizens of Wichita Falls. So yes, I will represent the citizens of, of District 4, but in reality, I mean, you look at the different things that City Council is voting on, they're not district by district. Sure. It's for quality of life for all of Wichita Falls, making sure that you know all of the decisions that are being made are take into account the second and third order effects, being good stewards of, of taxpayer dollars, all those different things, right? So you ask me why I want to do it. Well, I want to take my servant mentality, the different competencies that I've developed through working on base and through my education and put those put those to use, right? Absolutely. Uh, while living my values. And my values, I, I, I'm hopeful that people can see them uh, in interactions that I have with them are authenticity, courage, discipline, empathy, and equity. And you know, I, love that. I have, uh, I, you know, that I can ex- could could explain at length if we have time, right? <laughs> to, uh, why all of those individual qualities are important to me. But you know, if I, if I do something, and that's why people are like, man, yeah, how, how do you stay involved with all these things? How do you do this stuff? If it's aligned with a value, it's just it, it's it's easy. Uh, I'm going to do it. Like I, ha- yeah. I uh, he has a why can bear anyhow. Uh, so yeah, sure, it's going to get tiring. I mean, there are times where I'm like, gosh, I really, I mean, can can I do this? And that's, I think it's natural to, when you push yourself really hard to question yourself, like, can I, can I really pull this off? Well, I have a history of putting myself in tough situations and following through and being committed, uh, whether it be the education or things like strongman that I've been involved in for over ten years. Or this year we we. Uh, my friends and I, so three of us, so four of us total, but three of my friends, we all went out to White Sands Missile Range 
in uh, in New Mexico, and we rucked the Baton 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 Death March. So it's twenty six point two miles through through the White Sands Missile Range, and that was gosh, that was incredible. But it was in honor of those that were lost on the actual Baton Death March right. during World War Two. Sure. And you know, you think about throwing in the towel while you're going while you look next to you you've got an individual that's almost 80 years old that's doing the the honorary half marathon that even though it takes them 14 hours to get through that half marathon they're not they're not quitting they don't care it's too important to them so i carried a uh uh, my bracelet that i wore for a gentleman that i work with now and because he wasn't able to make it, he, his knee is terrible. Right. I, tr- I tried. I mean, he's, he's, he's in his 60s, and his, his knee is, uh, you know, I don't know what age it is, but it's, it's older than that, right? Right. So he was going to try to go out there with me, but he couldn't make it. But it meant a lot to him uh, to, to know that I would be out there. And I, I carried that for him, and he wears that now. So that, you know, things like that, you, you don't realize how important following through and tell and, and being a man or a woman of your word, like how important those things Absolutely. are until people tell you like, Hey, you remember that thing you did for me like 10 years ago that really meant something to me? You're like, Oh gosh, really? Like yeah. I remember doing that, but I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> so there's a, there's a gentleman I work with on base now. He's still in active duty, but I, I trained him when he was a brand new airman. And at some point in our training, I said, look, man, you just got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, that's how you're going to be successful. And he's like, okay. (laughs) And he created a business called Get Comfortable Being Uncomfortable. So GCBU, this is powerlifting team. All right. I've seen that. So what's funny is, I don't remember saying that. (laughs) So, But you get the credit. But he he made a banner. He made his team after that. And it, I kind of felt like in uh, in Talladega Nights where he's like, I've lived my whole life by, by if, you're, <laughs> if you ain't first or last. But he's lived his whole life by get comfortable being uncomfortable or his professional career. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't remember. I mean, it sounds like something I would say, right. but don't remember it at all. That's too funny. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, you, you know, it, it's, a, uh, it's not a... Gosh, I want to be up there and I want to be important or anything like that. I don't want to be the center of attention for any of that, right? right. Uh, but I want the opportunity to serve. The potential that we have as a city as a city is incredible. So the vision, right? The vision is growth, collaboration, and the best place in Texas to live and raise a family. So the awesome. growth piece, we get it, right? We all want to grow. We we we've been stuck at a between 100 and 104,000 for a long time. Yeah, 50, okay? 60 years. And I'm not talking about a double of Wichita Falls. I'm talking about individuals that graduate from Midwestern State University under tech that have good, high-quality paying jobs that they can go to once they graduate. And they don't leave to the, what do you call it, the DFW area? The Metro Mass. Metro Mass, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. But we, we graduate uh Wonderful individuals from MSU now under tech, which is incredible, right? An incredible opportunity. Absolutely. But we've got to find, we've got to bring in, bring in jobs for them to have. And I'm, yeah, we we can, we can do these things. So that collaboration piece. So it's, it's working with the base. It's working with United Regional. It's working with the school district. It's working with the chamber. It's working with 4A that has the business development park. All of these different entities, it's continuing to build up downtown. We can't, we can't do these things in the silos, right? 
we yeah, have we have we have to work together. And if I have a, I'm not gonna call it a superpower because you feel you know <laughs> like I'm trying to. I'm like trying to say I'm like I'm like a superhero. This but, is your superpower. But if, if I have a superpower, it's generating connection between people, right? Because that's all all that matters to me. Okay, all that matters are relationships and you build relationships <laughs> with communication because relationships are the fuel that get us to where we need to go absolutely um, and, and you do that through you know now that we're back to face to face right you do that through they're building those face-to-face relationships shaking hands telling people you know you're going to follow through with this this is what i stand for absolutely and i'm not saying michael <clears throat> i'm not saying there aren't going to be some hard decisions but the decisions that i make that are hard i will feel it in my gut that this is a tough decision and I'm not scared of that feeling because what that feeling tells me is that it matters to me, right? And I know that there are second and third order effects to all of these decisions and we need to thoughtfully think through everything that we're doing because if we want a place for our children to raise their families here, we We got to start now. We got to build it. We got to build it. So, all right. So let me ask you this. So we kind of covered a wide array. Lay it on me. You know, Connecticut boy mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. grew up, you know, moves to Wichita Falls, yep. getting involved in Rotary. Well, oh, eventually. Yeah, we, we, eventually. I'll answer that question too. So, yeah. well, and we might have, because we're running a little long. That's okay for my own <laughs> talk about. But this is fun though. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I think the point that I wanted you on yeah. was, I mean, I do have, uh, it's interesting about a month, month to five weeks ago, yeah. I started hitting the world market with my podcast. People are okay. I've got Netherlands, India. Nice. Uh, one of my favorite things about the Boy Scouts mm-hmm. is that we're worldwide. And so we're worldwide. Of course, there's co-ed now in the United States, more so with the Boy Scout program, um, which you know about. But my daughter just got back from World Jamboree. Okay. And so they had a ton of girls there. Or I'm sorry, not World Jamboree. Sorry. National Jamboree. World Jamboree was in Korea. But... So she came back, and one of their big things was service. They had a lot mm-hmm. of floods in West yeah. Virginia. They were doing some big service projects there. Yeah. And, you know, so with people listening, and there's not a huge amount, but, I mean, there's people listening all over the world. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, Wichita Falls is in the center of the universe. We're close, but, you know. But, so what could you what could you tell us? Anybody who's listening, not necessarily Wichita Falls or even in Texas, mm-hmm. what could you tell us about how to get involved like Hmm. how do you make the world a better place what would be your the one thing to make the world a better place i mean the one currency just like yeah like what if somebody's interested if they're sitting at home right now listening to this podcast going you know what by god we need to do something what would you tell them to go do because not everybody has leadership wichita falls or golly so i don't know why the first thing that comes to mind is uh the one thing that's free is kindness Right. So for whatever reason, <clears throat> you know, you in particular, right? So you have a, a an aura, a vibe uh, that, you know, people want to gravitate towards you. So find yeah, that individual, that. okay, that you gravitate towards and you don't necessarily, but, th- th- you know, we've evolved, right? So this, uh, this evolutionary instinct that we have, that we're drawn closer to certain people, find the person within your, your life or your circle that you're drawn to for whatever reason. For whatever reason, you're like, I don't know why. And I'll, uh, I'll answer the question about why I joined these different organizations. So I joined the American Legion Post 169 in mid-2022 because of Mike Kurtz. 
So I joined. Right. Great guy. I met Shout Mike. out to Michael Kurtz, yeah, by Mike's, the way. Mike's awesome. Amazing dude. So and his wife's they're both pretty fantastic. cool too. They're fantastic. So Mike would bring Elijah the Comfort Dog when I would facilitate suicide intervention classes. So a course that I still continue to facilitate is applied suicide intervention skills training. So in my opinion, and I think there's a lot of research out there to indicate this, but it's the best suicide prevention model uh, in the world. I mean, it's used, it's used worldwide. <clears throat> but as, a, as an assist facilitator, the first day of class is heavy. Just two days, but it's a heavy first day. Sure. You talk about a lot of feelings. You don't come to classes like that to, to learn how to perform suicide interventions if you're not bought in. So Mike would bring Elijah up with his, uh, with his other um, trainer, handler, Sure. And Elijah would just kind of visit with, with the members that were um, were going to the class. Well, I just liked Mike, right? So I'm like, I like this dude. Yeah, who doesn't, right? Well, then he went to a city council meeting, and he spoke on behalf of American Legion members. I need to find out what post he's in, and that's what I did. I found out what post he was in. I started going there. I joined that day because he spoke about something, and I just I got I got a positive vibe. Well, similar similar with Rotary, I joined. Rotary because of Gonzalo Robles. Yep. So I've been following what he does with Cafe Con Leche and the Road to College for, for years now. You know, just following it on Facebook and seeing what they're doing and just being so impressed with that. And just the, the amount of opportunities that are open to you when you have access to education are incredible. Absolutely. And I've been very fortunate that, not uh, you know, being in the, in the military, I've had access to that education and it, it, it has really helped enable a lot of other success. And I've been able to be a part of different organizations because of that education. And I will never stop being grateful for that. <clears throat> so seeing what he does is just incredible and inspiring. And <laughs> it's funny because I went to, went to the first Rotary meeting and I said, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested in learning uh, about what you have to offer. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, Gonzalo, he, he came in a couple minutes after I did, and I wasn't able to talk to him. Well, after the meeting, as we're leaving, we both used the restroom, and he walked in at the same time I was leaving, and I was like, I'm so excited to meet you. And he's like, I'm excited to meet you, too, because uh, we had kind of followed one another. And then we had... And it happened in the bathroom. Yeah. 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 That's a Aw- great story. Yeah. yeah. Awkwardly, you're like, okay. Uh, well, and then Kiwanis... So I have always looked up to Judge Woody Gossam, and I've no, I, without knowing, amazing right, also. without knowing who he is, you know, I, I've just seen him in different things and heard about different things he's been involved in, and just always been impressed. And he's also in our American yep, Legion post, so I, I saw that. Well, he said, Michael, we really we're, we're looking to bring in more people to Kiwanis. I think you'd be a great Kiwanis member. And this is like right around the time that I joined Rotary. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to be able to be? In these two groups at the same time, here's what's perfect. One meets Monday at noon, the other one meets Wednesday at noon. So <laughs> I'm, right I'm able to make both of them, uh, and they have uh, similar missions, just different focus areas, right? But ultimately, it is service, right? So Absolutely. you asked, you know, how do you, how do you get involved? I'm telling you, that, that kind person that has that vibe, that has that aura in your life, they might not have all the answers, but they've got something that they're involved in. I, I'm, I'm sure of it, that they're pouring into, and, and go check it out. That's, Absolutely. That's what okay. it's, and it's, it's not, uh, I will tell you that I'm a little bit introverted, and people are like, what? Yeah, I don't but, see that. But I, but I really, I, I am, uh, because I like my, uh, I need my recharge time. 
but I pour, I pour in other people, and then I need to kind of just that's that's where my gym time is, right? My gym time training, right. training by myself. Uh, so, you know, go check out those opportunities. Even if you're a little bit introverted, just go, just you know, dip your toe in the water and be like, okay, this thing wasn't for me. But just you know, kind of do a sampling buffet style. Just check different, yeah, different so things find, out. Find something. So what I'm kind of hearing. Yeah. Let me summarize. So yeah. Find something you're passionate about, mm-hmm. whether it's you know animals, kids, education, uh, you know, veterans, yes. you know, suicide prevention, yep. whatever. So find something that you're passionate about, yep. and then just kind of see what's around. Yeah. So, uh, so I know Rotary is international. Yes. Kiwanis is also international, Kiwanis correct? Also international. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know we also have Lions Clubs here. I was involved mm-hmm. in Lions Club for a long yep. time, which is international. Um, those service clubs, I feel like they they kind of taken a beating membership wise over the last decade or so, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're they're kind of making a comeback because I think they draw people in. Do you kind of feel the same way? I, I do, uh, but I think it's going to take sustained effort. So I gonna I think it's going to take like what you did today, uh, bringing in other members, going, hey, I think you should join our club. I mean, we just got to keep doing that, right? And that's well, how we. And the prime example was my buddy Landon with yeah, S and H Solar. S and H Solar. Yeah. But he also, uh, uh, I know him through Cub Scouts and Boy mm-hmm. Scouts. He was a leader, and so I got to know him there. It's funny because he drives a big old F three fifty diesel pickup, but he's a short guy, mm-hmm. and so, but man, his personality really makes up for it. He's he's such a neat guy, but um, he actually called me up a while back and said. Talk to me about your Rotary Club. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, you want to join? That'd be great. I'd love to yeah. have you there. He's like, I'm already a Rotarian, but uh, and again, I'm not trashing the club. I'm not going to say the club that he's in, but the club that he's in does some very, very good work. Mm-hmm. But they're all older. They're all retired, and so he's like the youngest guy by far. And so now he's, I guess, he's kind of considering switching to our club because we're we've got a little younger, you know, crowd, and he just kind of wants to be around some of his people. But yeah. Uh, you know, so not trying to steal him away, but it was just something he was kind of thinking about. Plus, he lives here mm-hmm. in town, and where he does rotary, he's 20 miles away, and a little difficult for him and the family. But, uh, yeah, so, all right. Yeah, for those of y'all that can hear that in the background, that's my dishwasher. I love my kids. They haven't done dishes in, like, four days, and they decided to fire up the dishwasher a little while ago, right before you came in. Yeah. Which is great. But then, you know, to shut it off, it sits there and beeps and goes crazy until you start it back up again. So, whatever. But I'm, I'm going to reframe it slightly on you. <laughs> I, I, am, I am just grateful to hear that they did the dishes. Uh, you know what? I You're am. right. You're, I look, am. I even got them to wash the ones over there that we used that for is, uh <laughs> That is really impressive. And I dig your... Uh, I dig the studio that we're in. I really do. This is a really cool setup. Yeah, this is Studio 1A. Yeah, this is, this in, is awesome. In Wichita Falls Rockefeller Center. I, we have so much, so many cool homes in Wichita Falls. That, we do, and I know you've, you know, you know a lot of people in Wichita Falls, but just a, a variety of older homes, newer homes that you just go in there and you're like, wow, this is just, and they're so, they're so different. They are, right? yeah. Uh, you're like, this, this isn't the same. Hundred and ten years old. And we've been here a decade. City? Last yeah, month. yeah. So uh, well, we kind of got to wrap it up a little bit. We've run way oh, longer. How long? How long did we go for? Nor- we- yeah, we're. At- 51 minutes right oh, now, but a, that's a, it's normally yeah. we're about a half hour. For yeah, mindset. yeah. But you know what? I, I hope people enjoy this. Um, you know, I hate to kind of cut you off there. I, I feel like oh, you and I could probably sit and talk for hours. Absolutely. Definitely going to have you on this again, you know, kind of see how things go. Maybe get some perspectives on some other things. Um, so first off, thank you for coming. Uh, 
I know uh, it's a late evening for you. I know you've been working all day, but taking time out of your obviously busy day um, for little old me and my podcast, that's amazing. And a fellow Rotarian, love it. And so, uh, so yeah, service. So, uh, and what was the... What was or the Travis me? If, if not, if me, not then me, who? who? If, if not, not me, then who? If not if me, not then, me then, who? then who? I love that. That's yeah. and so uh, and I like that. And so that you've kind of taken that to heart. And you know, if you don't run for city council, who's going to run for city council? If you're not going to do American Legion or Rotary or Kiwanis, who's going to do it? Because eventually, we're not going to have anybody doing it if we don't step up. So, I love that. I love that. Well. We're going to wrap it up unless you've got some other words of wisdom that'll inspire the masses. Gosh, I don't, I don't know that this will inspire the masses, but I'll say that you know this is not just a, a little old you and little old podcast. Like any, any opportunity to connect with, with another positive individual that has a servant leader mentality that pours into other people, that gives them of themselves. I mean, that's how we. You know, we increase, we make things better, right? Yeah. And the effects of that positivity and that connection uh, don't discount what that does, right? I mean, you never know. And this goes back to my focus on mental health and the suicide prevention. You never know that that you're interacting with someone that's having the worst day of their life. You never know. Absolutely. Um, and, And people are phenomenal at hiding things, okay? So everyone is carrying around an invisible backpack. Yep. And you have no idea what's in that backpack. But what, what's free is just the opportunity to be kind to everyone. I mean, we don't have control over different things that happen to us, but we, you know, we always have the opportunity to react in a positive way. So put more kindness and optimism out into the world, and the world will be a better place. I'm confident in that. I'm not saying that everything will be perfect, but I'm saying it will be a heck of a lot better than putting more negativity out there. So Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I- I used to tell my students uh, when I was a teacher, yeah, kindness doesn't cost you a thing and it'll pay you dividends. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So I love that. All right. We're going to wrap it up right quick. So uh, I'll end it as always with you know thanking my sponsors, which is me, of course, an American mortgage company. If you know anybody moving to or in Texas, tell them to give me a shout. And uh, I might even give them Michael Badalino's phone number. So they can call and see what a cool guy he is. I'm sure he would uh, love to chat with anybody looking to move here. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, so that's it. That's podcast number 29 nice. with Dr. Michael Badalino. So that's awesome. So y'all give me some feedback. Let me know um, what you liked. I'm going to bend Michael's ear a little more after this podcast, see who I should bring on next. But uh, So that's number 29. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. You remember how I ended Oh, gosh. Uh, the stars at night right. are, big are big and bright, bright deep in, in the, the heart, heart of Texas. Texas. That's okay. right. Okay. Y'all have a great week. Thank you, Michael. All right.